0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the word of God to move forward into your destiny. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Feelings is the voice of your body. Sense and thinking is the voice of your mind and reasoning and the conscience is the voice of your spirit. How many of you have ever just looked on the inside of you, and you just knew that you, knew that you knew that you knew that you knew that you knew, and nothing can take you off your knowing? So, when you pray for somebody, this is what happens. I think it's Romans 15.1. You go into the realm of the spirit. In the spirit, we speak mysteries he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery you go into the realm of the spirit the unseen realm to your eyes and you go into the realm of the spirit and in the realm of the spirit as an intercessor you're laying one hand on man and one hand on God you're you're interceding. You're 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 lifting that darkness up off of them in the spirit, and it's and it's there's a wa- a wrestle, and there's a war, and there's a tugging. That's why it requires importunity and pr- a pressing solicitation and urgent request. It requires you not fainting if you don't see visible results. It, it's it, it's it's the kind of praying that you go in and you keep ishiki amaya. and you keep praying. Praying in the spirit until shh, that thing comes off of them. Oh, is it real? Spiritual things are more real than the natural physical realm. More real. What we want to do is we want to live out of here. How do you do that? Practice. You can develop spiritually just like you develop physically. Practice. Do we all, are we all able to function all the time in that place? Of course not. But it sure is fun when you're there. So. Really had a really good message, I, I do want to say a few things. So you can yield to the anointing in preaching, and you can yield to the anointing in prayer. <clears throat> Have you ever gone into prayer and you had your list, and then the Holy Ghost, He that searches the hearts. Knows what is the mind of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost, as you yield to Him and you rid yourself of your list, He knows what needs prayer before you even ask Him. I refuse to quit. I refuse to quit say that I refuse to quit. There's a whole generation waiting on you. Please don't quit. And they're they're crying out and they're saying, please don't quit. Mom and dad, please don't quit. Be strong in the Lord. Please don't quit. All of heaven is shouting down, watching us run this race. And they're saying, don't quit. Amen. Don't quit. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. I'll breathe. Say, yes, mommy. Yes, mommy. Mama's talking. What? I've been getting very bossy lately. I don't know what it is. You're older than me. I can be your mama. And you could be my my daughter, my son. Spiritual things are different than natural things. I want to talk a little bit about prayer for a nation. Why do we need to pray for our nation? Let me put it to you this way When my kids were little, I had to sit there with that cable guy and ask him to help me block inappropriate stations. In my day, everyone say my day, it was Mr. Ed. Hello, the talking horse. You know, it was Gunsmoke. I had to bring one out for the guys. Gunsmoke. You know, Andy, Andy, what's his name? Yeah. And we used to sit like this and we'd watch. We were not being polluted. We were not being brainwashed. The most witchcraft we ever saw on TV was bewitched. Why do we need to pray for our nation? That's a biggie. Wasn't there some prophet guy that, that prophesied this, that TV would be filled with all this stuff going on? Who was that? Wilkerson? And who's the other guy? There was another guy. He wrote a book about it. People, you know what they did? They made fun of him, really. Who, who has even heard of such a thing? Who would have even thought? Why do we need to pray for our nation? In 1936 through 1937, television was entirely black and white. I was five years old. And look at how things have changed, how rapidly they've changed. Why do you think that happened? I believe America's moral decline began and rapidly accelerated following one event. The United States Supreme Court removed prayer from our nation's schools. On June 25, 1962, it was a day, it was an hour, and it was a moment in history. It was a real time that took place. 39 million students were forbidden to do what they and their predecessors had been doing since the founding of our nation, and that is publicly calling upon the name of the Lord at the beginning of the day. That is a far cry from the resolution that was passed in 1782 that read, The Congress of the United States recommends and approves the Holy Bible for use in all schools. As churches and ministers and leaders, there are certain addendums that we must put in our bylaws. We get warnings from our accountants, the Christian ones, that is. And they tell us, put this in your bylaws. Why? To protect ourselves and our nonprofit status. Are you listening? My friends, we are living in perilous times. Our nation is at a crossroad. That's why we're here. Jesus predicted that men's hearts would fail for fear. We know about the Twin Towers coming down. We know that there were 19 terrorists that set out to destroy the Financial Institute in New York City. We know about that. But what are we doing? I think we've gotten a little lazy no i don't really think it's totally lazy i think the warfare has been so heavy on the people of prayer that they've grown weary and well doing because you've been fighting alone in a sense but god is joining us together and you know what what god has joined together let no man put asunder brother kenneth e. hagan actually i believe it was in 1957 the year that i was born in one of the visions he saw two skyscrapers coming down. He called them skyscrapers. And he said in the midst of this city there was two big holes. But well, we know what that was. When did he see that? 90, I'm going to be 58. So 90, 58 years ago, he saw that in a vision. And you know what God, Jesus Christ himself, the king of kings said to him, the one who is alive forevermore, the one who is here with us today. Do you know what Jesus said to him? Jesus said to him, this is America's last call. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4 says, know this, that in the last days, why are you saying all this? We need to wake up. Listen, when you have vision in prayer, and you understand the times and the seasons that you live in, it'll bring you to your knees. ISIS isn't happening here. It's happening other places, but we're getting emails, text messages, pray for us, pray for us from other nations. Jesus said, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, young people. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents. They're shooting their parents. Unholy, unthankful, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. My God, with the Internet, anybody could say anything about anybody. And who holds them accountable? Without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I know that's not me, and I know that's not you. You love God more than anything on the face of this earth. With all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind, and everything that is within you. We see that scripture points us... To us living in the last days as science and history are all aligning themselves in the four blood moons. Luke 21 says there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, nation rising against nation, wars and rumors of wars, great earthquakes and pestilence and fearful sights. Now when these things begin to happen, I am not going to give up. I am not going to grow weary in well-doing. The Bible says, look up, lift up your heads. Why? Your redemption draws nigh. My son said to me, he's like, You know, Mom, he's like, like, I really hope that I can get married and have kids before Jesus comes. (laughs) Because even our young people see it, and they know it, and they perceive it. Every time there's another shooting in another school. They just look at me. When the Twin Towers came down, I can remember, I don't know how old they were, I think third and fourth grade, they said said to me, Mommy, 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 I thought you said this wasn't going to happen in our nation. Mommy, Mommy, what's going on, Mommy? Mommy, I thought you said this wouldn't happen in our nation. Mommy, I think our kids are crying out in the spirit. Mommy, Daddy, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray that the word of the Lord would have free course. Pray for us that we would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Pray for us that doors would open to us. Pray for us that the enemy won't sift us as we pray for us. Pray Psalms 91 over us. We're a generation that's afraid, and we're afraid of the terror by night. Pray for us, mommy. Mommy, pray for us. Mommy, pray for us. Pray for us. a nation. This nation is in mysterious massage. We got to break in, and we got to break through. And we've got to put a stop to some of these things, and we can do it. We are not a people without hope. It is time to press into God. God is going to honor His word. He's going to honor his name. He desires to pour out of his spirit. We just need to yield to him. What if that spirit of prayer falls on your congregation and you have 13 pages of notes like I do? I'm yielding to it. (laughs) Half the work is preparing. The easy part is preaching. Unless the people aren't receptive, then it's a nightmare. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You, you preach, and you, 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 the words come out of your mouth, hits the back of the building, come back and hit it. You feel like you've been through a war and all you did was just study to show yourself approved. Unto God, you were a workman that need not to be ashamed. You're rightly dividing the word of truth and you throw it out there and it comes back at you and you get hit and you get knocked down then you go home exhausted. That's why sometimes ministers need Mondays off. We are not a people without hope. Luke 18, 1 amplified, and Jesus told them in a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not turn coward. You kidding me? I am not going to back off. We're not going to be cowards. Faint, lose heart, and give up. Ian Bounds once said, prayer breaks all bars, dissolves all chains opens all prisons, read Acts 12, it's all there, and widens all straits by which God's saints have been held. He also said, God shapes the world through prayer. The more prayer there is in the world, the better the world will be. Can I go on? We know that darkness is increasing. The light, the darkness is increasing, but this is what I see. I don't, I'll never get off of what I see because I see it perpetually. What you see is going to cause you to continue in prayer and watch with thanksgiving. It's going to cause you to stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of prayer. You have to have vision. Jeremiah, what do you see? I know what I see. I see it. And I've never gone away. It's never gone away. It's always been there. I believe God puts vision in your heart and prayer to keep you praying. See What do you see? I see. I see revival hitting the East Coast like a tsunami and i have seen it since 1981. Number one. And you've heard me say that many times. But it's amazing people hear you say it, and then the next thing they are going, oh, I don't know what's happening to these girls. People are just, you know, I don't know what. You know, I think your church is going under. I don't see that. I see the light shining. I see men and women rising up. Can these bones live? Of course they can live. America, I speak to you in the name of Jesus, and I command you to live. I see our nation turning back to God. I see it. I see it. I would never have a message like this and flow in such an anointing if it wasn't God. Because if you knew me, my daughter says to me, she was reading my notes, and she's like, Mommy, that's a really good message. I'm like, well, you know, uh, thank you. But... She said, well, how do you feel when you speak? I go, every single time. I just get like, she goes, you get nervous? I go, yeah. She she goes, why? You do it all the time. I said, because it's not my nature to do what I'm doing. I'm operating out of my spirit nature. But my soulish, natural nature is definitely not to get up in front of people. Definitely. My nature is to sit in the back of the church, mind my own business, and do Basically, you know, let let everybody else do it. But when God calls you and anoints you and appoints you, it's for a purpose. To break up the foul ground. To teach the world how to pray. To do what he's called you to do. So when God anoints you to do something, it's because he wants to do it. Listen to this. Mama's yelling a lot. I know Mama's yelling. fine. I can yell. It's my meeting. (laughs) Listen to this. Who has heard such a thing? Isaiah 66, 6 through 9. Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day or shall a nation be born at once? Here's the point. And this is what the Holy Ghost said. I thought this was really good. For as soon as Zion was in labor, what happens when you're in labor? May I ask? Ladies, you know. What happens when you're in labor? Ephraim, a servant of Jesus Christ, always laboring fervently in, with, for you in prayer. Where was he laboring? Look that word up in the Greek. You study it out and you tell me what that word means in the Greek, and I'll tell you what I think it means in the Greek. I believe it means, because it's not in my notes. It, there was a labor. There was a toil. There was a sadness. There was a sorrow. Laboring fervently. In intercession, there's times when you enter into spirit labors. Not natural, physical labors. That's a new word for me. Spirit labors. It's not of the flesh or of the soul, and you cannot be worked up. It can't be worked up. It's something in here. Everyone say, in here, inside of you, in here. It's spirit labors. When those things begin to come upon you, and those birth pains begin to come upon you or rise up within you, Give voice to them. Yield to them. But Margie, they're like, They're like groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. And it's just kind of the different kind of praying that I've ever done before. Yield over to that spirit of prayer. It is the spirit of God that gives you utterance. It is the Holy Spirit of God guiding you. And you're in birth pains for whatever you're praying for, specifically in prayer for this nation. That was really good. Can we just sit for a minute and think about it? Uh. You can't work that kind of praying up. But when it comes on you and you feel movement in here, it's like movement. It's like, oh, aha, hey, ho. And it's just a different kind of praying mixed in with tongues. Yield yourself over. God is wanting to birth a new thing and do a new thing. And and as we yield to him, just like we yield to him in prophecy and we yield to him in tongues interpretation, we yield to him in preaching, we need to yield over to that spirit of grace and supplication and prayer because God wants to birth some things. Generally, that kind of praying is done in private. You put your head to the ground, you put the blanket over your head, and you yield to the spirit of grace and supplication. Sometimes you will pray like that for five minutes. Sometimes five, may I say it, five hours. Sometimes you will pray all day like that. Sometimes it will take three days to get that release. What are you praying about? I sometimes don't even know. But I know the Holy Ghost searches all things. He knows what's going on. He knows what needs prayer. And my job, everyone say my job, my job is to yield over to him. Remember, the Bible says that we are co-laborers together with him. So he works with us. We work with him. We have to yield. He said, I sought for a man among them that would stand in the gap and put up the edge. I am searching for intercessors right now so that destruction and more perilous things don't come upon your nation. I am searching for For intercessors. And And I promise you, if you would yield more fully unto me, I would anoint you with fresh oil and and you will be able to accomplish things in the spirit that heretofore have not been accomplished. And you won't see visible results right away, but you'll see the performance of those things that I've told you about and prophesied to you about about your nation but I need my people which are called by my name to start yielding themselves over unto me.